Hey everybody, it's Scott Johnson here, and I am in my car, driving, hands-free, don't worry, don't get all in a pinch about how I'm driving. I'm actually heading <clears throat> from a meeting that I just finished. Sorry, my voice is kind of bad. Got pretty hammered at Nertacular, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Uh, but anyway, I... Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. Seriously, my voice. Uh, I'm in the car, left a meeting, uh, talking to a client, and now I'm heading to lunch with one of the, f- the final remaining uh, nerdtacular people, specifically Scott Fletcher and his wife, his lovely wife. And I love those guys, and so we're going to have lunch with them. Uh, so Kim's going to meet up. She's off running around doing stuff too. My daughter had to go almost immediately after Nerdtacular had to hop on a bus and go to a, a, a camp all week so she's at a summer camp uh, all girl camp called just I guess just girls camp which we knew about but it's a little rough because we just got done with all this craziness and left the left Nerdtacular really not long ago and many 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 people and all kinds of crazy experiences and she was kind of in the spotlight a little bit anyway because people were talking about her artwork and patting her on the back and wanting her to sign things which is overwhelming and we just had to like immediately put her on a bus at like 6 30 in the morning the very next day and send her out so i feel a little bad for her because i know that she was pretty stressed so anyway we're just dealing with that kind of stuff um <clears throat> On the other, on the other hand, my other daughter, my older daughter, who's uh, currently at home but has uh, is moving into an apartment near where she's now going to be going to school. Um, she's got this app she uses, and I forgot what it's called. It's like ah uh, uh, something something app something. I forget the name, but it it basically taps into other singles. It's it's, it's a dating app, I should say. I should mention that. And these other singles, you can vet them and look at what they're doing on Facebook. They're required to let you see their Facebook pages, so they have to allow you to be there and be a friend there first. And and other social networks and kind of just check out who they are and kind of vet them as best you can before you even commit to meeting them or whatever. It's a really popular here uh, around BYU and Provo and, like, college towns and stuff. And I wish I could remember the name because I know it isn't just here. It's everywhere. But um, anyway she's been using it meeting a lot of nice people like generally pretty nice guys and none of which have offended me overtly uh turn here they've all been um kind of nice and i haven't really i mean really haven't had any complaints so i thought okay well this, this one's okay well she gets this one that she commits to over the weekend uh today she had the day off she didn't have to work today so it was this lunch meetup and his request was Let's go to my apartment and make lunch there. So all my red lights went blinking. Beep, 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 going, what? That's a little fruity. That's a little, that's, that's a little fishy for a guy you've never met. Complete blind date. Well, I've seen his Facebook page, Dad. He's not a creeper. Oh, really? Well, I, I know many creepers who have Facebook pages, so that doesn't work. That's not enough for me. That's what I told her. Um... At any rate, so we had this big conversation, and it's funny because I we've done a really pretty good job of teaching our kids, you know, what what's dangerous, how to look for problems, 
how to know when something is weird. Uh, you know, essentially just not looking for issues when you can avoid them when they're when they could be serious. Not making we're not we're not overly protective. You know, we've never we've really never had any rules that said you can't go to that party or you can't do this. But we do. We've always had these conversations where we'd say, all as they're growing up, and they're still the other two are still doing this, but. She's old enough now that I think this stuff has sunk in, but we would sit down and say, don't go, you know, you, you, oh, you want to go to that party? Great. It's at some kid's house. His parents are out of town. Great. Okay, you can go, but know the following information. And we would we would give her all the verbal, mental knowledge and skills of what it means to go to a party like that and what could potentially happen happen okay there'll probably be underage drinking there you need to be prepared for that and decide what that means to you Uh, are you gonna do that stuff are you gonna do it and then not tell us are you not gonna do that stuff like what's your stance gonna be you got to think about that there are going to likely be boys there with things on their mind that don't match up with what you think should be on their minds uh so that's an issue and something you know so again we would we would make these things very clear so that she could make an, an educated decision and not just have us protect her from everything. So, you know, learn some of our own lessons. And I'm fine. I, I think that's the way to do it. I've always believed in that. I still believe that is the way to, <clears throat> to help your kids down these rocky paths, these potentially rocky paths. And there's a cop. What's he looking at me for? Hold on. He's li- literally looking at me. Okay, I guess that's something else. Anyway. Ugh. What is that? Okay, well, something's going on there. Anyway, so I said, well, think about this today. So today it comes up again, right? This blind date thing. And she's 19. She's old enough to make some decisions and kind of start living her life without our purview or whatever. But it doesn't mean I'm any less concerned as a father when things like this come up. So when she told me about this date with this guy in his apartment for lunch... I'm like, oh, slow down. Wait, 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 wait. Slow down. Here, again, here are the things you best you best know about this situation. And here are the things you should watch out for. And this is what you should know. And if I were you, I would say, nope, let's meet in a public place and have lunch. That is not where I'm going to have a date with you. It is in your empty apartment with none of your roommates because they're all working. And you alone supposedly making lunch in the kitchen there. And I said to her, I go, you understand why this is, I mean, so, so the problem is we've done a good job of protecting them from themselves. We've given them the, the, the goods to know what to do. So when they get in a situation, they've made good choices and they've avoided trouble and they've avoided problems. And so because of that, I worry that, that because they, she's been lucky or successful or however you want to look at it, she has successfully dodged any kind of major problems or issues. And because of that, this just seems like an innocent thing on the surface. The, 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 warning, the warning signs don't fire in her head because she hasn't had a problem, right? Like she's made some decisions that, you know, like, oh, I am going to this concert because I know I'm going with these friends and I feel good about that. Okay, great. We support you. Go. Other times she says, yeah, I'm not going to this party because I just don't feel good about what who's there. I think there's something up. I feel fishy about it. So she's had her instincts and she's gone with them and they've served her well. Well, 
maybe this is just her instincts doing just fine again, and maybe this guy's just a dope and doesn't know that it's kind of weird to ask a girl to come to his apartment for his first date. But it uh, stresses me out just because, you know, I'm the dad, and she's cute, you know? She's a cute girl. With, and she doesn't even know how cute. Like, she's kind of naive to that. So I don't know. I don't know. So that's what's been on my mind today. Also, this hideous, tragic news today, this morning, that um, Giant Bomb's Ryan Davis passed away. Uh, there's not a lot of details about what happened, but he just got married last week. Like, a week ago, this nerdtacular weekend, he was married after a long engagement and this awesome girlfriend. And he is uh, was, has been such a prominent voice in the gaming podcasting world. Uh, with his co-founding of, of Giant Bomb with Jeff Gersman and the, the, the podcast was kind of the thing that led to everything else or kind of grew from that, certainly from their days at Games, GameSpot when Rich Gallup was running all that stuff and those guys were certainly ever-present there and all of that stuff, but he's only 34 freaking years old. Ugh. I mean, even if you didn't listen to the show or didn't know a whole lot about Ryan or Giant Bomb, it's just... As a as a podcaster with some success in this in this world, I I look at another somebody who's who I see just passionate about it and pushing it forward and working so hard to to make it a a, a bigger part of the overall nerd geek gaming culture thing that we're all so into and love so much. To see him just snuffed out at thirty four, just taken, that just seems crazy to me. Just a very odd thing, and he was always so uh, just so full of life on his shows, and just so energetic. And I, I, him as a duo with Jeff Gersman is a is a is a is a thing to be reckoned with. Like those two together, and the way they would bounce off of each other, on and off the air, just created some pretty amazing some pretty amazing chemistry for what they were aiming to do. And I think they did it. I think they they. They hit the they hit their goals, and we're growing, and we're on the upswing, and it's just uh, it's terrible. And how must his wife feel? I mean, they're literally married a week, you know. And it was something that was very clear from all the times you hear him talk about it on the air and otherwise how excited he was about this this wedding and about that life moving forward, and you know, potentially having a family and all these sorts of things. You you could hear it in his voice how excited these things, how excited he was about those things, and. It was pretty infectious, so I just, uh, I'm just i just feeling it for them and for their family and for all those Giant Bomb guys. And I had a little interaction back and forth with with, um, with Ryan a couple of times. We tried to get them. Uh, we were back and forth trying to get them on uh, forecast at one point. We never could squeeze it. They were they were busy. We were busy. We just could never get it. But it was it was fun chatting back and forth, having conversations. Um, you know about them and what they were doing and how they were pulling that off and whatnot. So, anyway, I don't want to dwell on it too much because it's going to just be a sad, sad few months, I think, leading, uh, for, leaving or moving forward just knowing that he's not part of that team anymore. That's it's a big loss. If you're into what we're into, it's a loss. So, uh, to sum things up, since this is a bit of a drive here and we have time together, uh, and not to... <laughs> Not to go from that sour note to, to a happy note in such an abrupt way, but I can't say enough about how things went at Nerdtacular 2013. We had record audience. We had we sold more tickets, so that's what made it a record. 
but we still capped it a little bit low. We ended up with about 650 people total. Um, we really didn't, we hardly had anybody not come that had tickets. Very few. That always happens with some, but you know, something comes up or a work thing happened or someone gets sick or whatever, but that really didn't happen to any measurable degree. We had packed ballroom and full panels and all the people that came. Oh my gosh. I just eternally just grateful for people like you know, regulars like Tom Merritt, Veronica Belmont, Brian Dunaway, Stephen Schleicher, Brian Ibbett, of course. I, I mean, that's, the morning stream thing we did was so much fun. I'm so, so glad that he's in this and doing this with me. Um, so many others. Brian Brushwood, Justin Robert Young, they both came and were amazing. They fit right in. and They're just, they're basically our people. Um, Russell Brower from Blizzard came and, and was so gracious, was able to do a video games panel and really brought to that panel what I was hoping for, which is very sort of sensitive, emotional take on the sounds of video games and the, the, the emotions we feel when the music is right and the effects are, are honed and, uh, you know, a, a video game with real attention to sound and music can really make a huge difference in, in people's minds and hearts. And he just, he just embodied that. It was so awesome. And it was so gracious for him to, to hang around and to sign things and to talk to people and just be a part of the community. It was really, really great. Uh, and so many more. I can't even remember everybody. The bands were awesome. Same Sex Mary was freaking rad. Uh, Andrew Allen blew our minds. Scott Fletcher, I'm going to go eat with here in a minute, was a th- amazing and, and represented the highlight of the con for me, which I won't spoil because we're going to put it up on video and you can see it for yourself. But he just boggled my mind. And we're putting every piece of, of recorded content up on some feed or another. So... Uh, I don't know where all yet, but absolutely everything we did will end up somewhere. We, there's already the live TMS and the live film sack are already up on, on, on feeds. So you can get those now, and then we'll, we'll work on getting the Frog Pants Producers panel, the media panel, and the games panel. All that stuff will get out, some of the concert stuff. And then all the video footage will get to me soon. We'll put all that up at some point. Uh, still thinking about DVDs. We don't know yet. I'm trying to decide if it should just be all digital this time and save the manufacturing or not um maybe a combination of both i think some people would like to buy it just to have it and keep it and others would like to just watch the old you know watch the streams as we have them but uh snowbird was beautiful and the only real problem we have we had a couple of disasters one natural nobody could do anything with which was the first night uh there was a there were rock slides in the canyon road uh that were ba- that were because of some pretty heavy rain after a week of zero rain and about a hundred years since there was a mudslide in that canyon, like literally a hundred years ago, I'm, I've lived here my entire life. That's never happened once, and it happened the night all the Salt Lake people needed to get up there, so people couldn't get up the first day. Uh, second day happened again, but there was a much smaller closure, so it worked out. Third day was no problem, but that sucked. Then they that horrible crash in San Francisco really goofed things up for a lot of people because delayed a lot of flights and uh, people like Veronica and others who had to get back to SFO couldn't get couldn't get there the way they needed to uh, changing planes a hundred times delays 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 almost had to stay overnight again in the ho- some hotel at the airport just like a lot of just bad stuff that way but again things I can't control of the things we could control I think it just went off without a freaking hitch I mean I really don't have any complaints and we love the venue I think we're going to use it again the big 
big question is I want to figure out a way to make it so it's a little bit more, you know, tickets were affordable and the hotel rates were really good. They dropped those way down for us. But the some of the amenities, like, you know, just getting food and stuff, that, that could add up over a couple of days and, and you're kind of paying, you know, somewhat overpriced hotel prices for a lot of those things. Uh, so we're going to, we're going to think a lot about that, but, um, but yeah, being up on stage and having you guys just there and those who weren't there, having you home watching the stream and even those who missed it entirely, just knowing that you're uh, out there supporting the network made a big difference for us. And it was just awesome having friends there and family there and neighbors there. And then just this huge contingent of, of regulars. Um, it was just awesome. So I didn't mention all the names. The Dills and Terpster were there and freaking my sister Wendy came uh, and was on stage for a little bit. I can't think of anybody else right now. Why? There's so many more. Oh, Eric Van Skyhawk, Nicole Spag, Mark Spag. Uh, freaking uh, uh, too many to mention. I'll just forget them all and I don't want to do that. I'll forget somebody. Well, I've already done it, I guess. I've said a bunch of names and I've left them off. I didn't mean to. But I love the, the just shaking hands and hearing your stories. I loved all the little kids everybody brought. Like, just the awesomest little geeky kids with their eyes so wide open. Just like, man, this is the coolest day ever. And I love seeing all these just smart little cute kids with these awesome parents who are, you know, raising them right, teaching them good things. And at the same time, letting them letting them see how much fun you can have if you are if you have some of the interests we all have. It was just so awesome to see all those all those kids there and we had so many more girl gamer geeky girls there like that was an awesome surprise because usually we're so male centric sometimes in this particular bit of uh, our little corner of culture and it's so awesome to see so many awesome ladies man just rocking it board gaming with the best of them just feeling that filling up that crowd in the ballroom I love that I thought that was great. And then my wife is just so amazing. She just made it work. David, Michael, Corinne, who helped plan this with me this year, and just, I would have been in deep Schmidt without them. They just, so important to coming off the way it did. Anyway, I feel like I've been saying these things for the last 24 hours. I'm also kind of hitting that post event kind of blues time where I just, I'm sad I'm not seeing everybody anymore. I'm sad it's over. I'm sad that I didn't get to spend as much time as I wanted to with certain people and a few people I'm sure I didn't even get to say hi to at all or they were nervous to talk to me or something. I feel bad about those. Like, I, you just get into a bit of a funk. This happens every year. I was talking to Kim about it last night before bed. I'm just like, you know, I wish they didn't have this drop, like this, this intense, friendly, awesome experience where everything is just amazing and then boom, gone. You're back home you're alone in your car and you're talking to a voice recorder <laughs> you know <laughs> that's really that's it that's where it's at so anyway thank you everybody who came thank you everybody who who supported it and uh, especially all you kickstarter people oh my gosh you guys are freaking amazing and i made a commitment uh that i'm going to try to be uh more far more attentive to this podcast to the Diary of a Cartoonist podcast a lot of people came up to me and said why don't you do that more they need to do that more often and it makes me uh, realize that that somebody out there is listening to this so I'm committing now to try to be more regular I'd like to do it weekly if I can so if I sound hesitant I don't want to promise that I'm going to deliver but I'm going to try to over deliver and give it to you guys more often so um, 
So keep on keeping on. Thanks for your support. You have questions, comments, thoughts, myextralife at gmail.com is where you can send those. And I will talk to you guys next time. Thanks a lot. See ya.